What's up all you motorcycle enthusiasts and welcome to the V-Twin Life here on YouTube. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, what fuels their passion, why you enjoy it so much. V-Twin Life is brought to you by these two great companies, Crash Ink Clothing and Wild Ass Seats. Hey, you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding, whether you're a 400 mile guy or maybe a guy that's pushing a thousand plus or female rider for that matter, hey, check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass. Can't forget Crashing Clothing, that Northwest brand out of the Pacific Northwest. Hey, these guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats, raincoats, you name it. Hey, they can get you covered. Check out CrashingClothing.com. Now, let's dive into another milepost of the V-Twin life. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another milepost of the V-Twin life. We talk about powered by those V-Twins, what feels a passion. Why the hell we enjoy all these so much? That's a cool guy. Actually, you know, found him on Facebook. There's one of the local Harley groups up here in Washington when he was actually started putting up posts about the podcast. Says how it was you know more of a enjoy the road type deal, and everybody started tagging me. And shoot, we started messaging back and forth. And it's like, well, shit, man, got to come on and talk some stories. And he's got a beautiful freaking road king. And so, hey, why not get Nate on and we'll talk some bikes. So, yeah, thanks for coming on, Nate. Hey, thanks for having me. So, yeah, so what are you riding? I ride, it's a 2020 Road King. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, the 107 uh, Milwaukee 8 engine. I didn't do the, you know, the specials or anything like that because I'm just going to end up changing everything on it anyway. So, <laughs> smart move. Yeah, I oh. wish I almost wish I didn't go with the white one though because it's it's really tough to keep clean. <laughs> I can see that. I think the same thing with the black because I mean all the little tiniest bit of dust. I mean it's like goddamn. Yeah, it just shows up, especially this time of year. You start getting the pollen. I remember like come like April, May, pull the bike outside for ten minutes, go in the house, grab a few things before I want to hit the road and come out. And there's already yellow haze over it from all the. <laughs> alder pollen and yeah it's awesome oh yeah so what got you into motorcycles where did it start well i mean that depends on who you who you're talking to <laughs> so i would say like i i i didn't actually start riding getting on like a harley davidson riding on you know the twisties like i like to do until uh 2017 but I've been on two wheels since I was like five. Um, nice. Yeah, my very first bicycle I got, we lived out in the country and I didn't have any pavement or, or a smooth driveway or anything to ride on. And the main road out in front of my house was like a 50 mile an hour highway or, you know, two, uh, 50 mile an hour road. And it had farmers up and down all day long. So I couldn't really ride out in the street. I had to have my dad take the training wheels off of my bike because I couldn't ride on the uneven ground. And uh, uh, from that very first time, I rode without training wheels, and I've just loved being on two wheels ever since. Um, I went through, like, through growing up, I raced BMX, and I was really into, you know, um, uh, just, just racing. We would travel over to the west side of the mountains every weekend. 
um, to, uh, to, to hit up all the races in Sumner and SeaTac and even up in Everett. Um, so I would say that's where it started really is just, just with bicycles. And my dad was always enamored with the Harley Davidson. So, you know, just the, the, the biker, you know, image has always just been kind of a, a cool thing to me. So. So what yeah. was your first, uh, what was your first bike when it came to a motorcycle? Well, my first motorcycle was a YZ250. <laughs> ah, yes. That's so, so you start out on, I, I was riding out on dirt bikes, but then I ended up getting, uh, uh, my wife finally let me get a, like a, a motorcycle that I could enjoy on the weekends and stuff. So I ended up getting a 2017 Sportster is, is, is my first Harley. And I rode that and quickly outgrew it. So that's when I hopped on. That's when I hopped on the Road King. Nice. And so I know you went to. So was last year your first trip to Sturgis, or have you done that more than once? Yeah. No. Last year was my first trip to Sturgis, and uh, uh, I, you know, I rode on the two lanes, kind of the the whole way there. I think we probably did. You know, at most like 200 miles on a freeway on the way out there. That's perfect way. Yeah. Yeah. Highways are overrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way um, overrated. In Montana, I 90, parts of I 90 are actually really beautiful in Mo like in Montana. Like when you go over the Continental Divide and, and you know, in kind of that area, it's pretty, but, um, you know, and an I ninety on Snoqualmie Pass is even not too bad, but for the most part, it's long, flat, and straight, and that's just not like not my. That's not the kind of riding I really love to do. That the couple parts of the Panhandle, Idaho, and I ninety aren't bad. Kind of you're up and down little canyons over some little little hills. I won't call them mountains because well, maybe for guys on the East Coast, it'd be a mountain. But yeah, I resemble yeah. that. <laughs> so what's one of your favorite areas that you enjoy riding i mean because it's kind of cool because you're only you know two and a half hours or so for me so you know i've explored you know both of us lived in washington our whole life i've had the fortune of riding a lot of places around here yeah i'd say my favorite washington ride is over um uh, the north cascades highway yeah it's probably my favorite one always love stopping up at lake diablo or Diablo Lake. I don't know if it's exactly what it's called, but the the overlook there and yeah. you get to take a look at that turquoise water. It's just it's amazing ride. And then stopping in uh Winthrop is is really just just neat. Even if all you do is walk up and down that side, you know, the the wooden sidewalk. Yeah. It's a it's a neat, neat ride. It is. So, I mean, one corner you got the old Winthrop Emporium, and you got Three Finger Jacks on the other side, the bakery on the other side, and I can't yeah. remember what's on the other corner. But yeah, Winthrop's yeah. a cool little Western themed town. Yeah, if you think of if you if you've never been to Winthrop and you think of Western towns and the sidewalks made out of you know built out of wood, uh, it you know all if you took out the paving you would think that you were out in the wild wild west right like yeah like back in the back in the 1800s even right so it's uh it's a it's a neat spot 
Yeah, that's where I went on my very first motorcycle trip I ever went on with my dad. And that's where we stayed the first night, went up over, over North Cascades. We hit it, you know, as soon as you turn on 20 down by Port Townsend and then rode Highway 20 the whole way, all the way up to Winthrop. Do you, uh, you just go over and, and come back in the same day or do you stay over in Eastern Washington? No, we'd made like a three day, three or four day trip. We first night we stayed in, uh, Winthrop and then we rode like out towards Grand Coulee, Coulee city down through electric city and around Banks Lake and headed down to, uh, tri cities. Remember, I think we took one of the back highways, like de- headed down towards Afreda and then Stayed off the main highways as much as we could down to uh, down to the Tri Cities because we camped the first night and then the second night we were staying in a hotel and then we were camping the next night. Nice. What? Um, so what work have you done? So I'm sorry. Let me back up. So was your Road King your first Harley Davidson? No, it was my first Harley was a a Sportster. Okay. A twenty. It was a it was a twenty seven Sportster. It was a can't remember what it was a, it was a gray one i can't remember um what they called it um but it was an iron 883 i bought it used it had an sns 1200 like a, upgraded conversion on it and it was a it was a fun little bike to ride around town but you know i what you know i went and did uh chinook pass uh blew it pass and came back snoqualmie and I did that frequently on the Sportster. And I was always trying to keep up with my friend that's on, you know, my buddies that are on road glides and street mm-hmm. glides and, and road kings. And, you know, on the, the naked Sportster flying down the freeway, even at 60 miles an hour, there's a lot of buffeting. And you almost feel like, you know, you almost feel like you can get blown off the freeway. Or at least, I, you know, I don't know coming east like going through thorpe and or west i'm sorry headed west on i-90 going up through thorpe and and through that up up into cleelum like the that's a really windy area yeah and so that's that's when i realized like i don't have enough bike to do what i want to do so uh so i i i traded in that sportster within just a few like you know, not long after having it, maybe a year, year and a half or something. You hear a lot of those stories. Well, yeah. Kind of, you know, a good entry level bike, but then guys start riding them and they kind of say, okay, you know, it, it got me into it, but it's just, it's not enough for me. And yeah, well, and really it was like, like I said, I'd ridden motorcycles and stuff off road. Right. But like, not i was never i actually didn't ever think i would end up riding a harley when i was you know when i was little even though i was i thought they were super cool it was always just something that my dad was more into until i got on one (laughs) right but but yeah it's 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 definitely one of those it was it's i want to get another sportster actually just to have to ride around town okay because they're they're fun little bikes for sure yeah, you can kind of throw them around and, you know, a little bit more easier to whip them around than, you know, a bagger, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah, does your definitely. dad still ride too then? My dad is, uh, he's not alive anymore. But, oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no worries. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, no, he 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 couldn't. He went blind when he was, um, I want to say, fifty five. He uh, he had a brain aneurysm while he was at work, and then they they took him to the hospital and ended up giving him some medicine that he was allergic to. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, and it scratched holes in his cornea, <laughs> so he he pretty much went blind, and uh, and was blind for the rest of his life. So he he couldn't ride. Jesus, so, dang. but when he passed away, I promised him I'd stay riding my Harley. So there you go. Yeah. So now you enjoy. I know we talked. You know, mentioned you went to Sturgis, but you enjoy getting out on those. You know, two, three, four day trips. You know, you know, load up the bike and and hit the road for you know adventures. Oh yeah, yeah. And like Sturgis was the coolest one, just because you know, like venturing out of state is is was really fun um and it was that trip was really cool because i had linked up with just like you and i had linked up in i can't remember if it was pnw harley riders group or 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 pacific northwest harley davidson motorcycle whatever one of those groups and it was just Mm -hmm. hey anybody going to sturgis this year and i linked up with another guy we met up um out at uh it's called uh city hall i think or town hall a little biker bar um not too far out from here and and um we kind of chit chatted a little bit and then we end up saying thinking well hey let's let's ride out to sturgis together and so so that was an adventure in itself because i'd made a i just met this dude we'd ridden together like once just to see if it was kind of our riding styles were a good fit mm-hmm. right you you don't want to commit to like this you know long haul ride with someone that you know if i'm trying to enjoy the scenery and and they're trying to race there it's it doesn't work out that well but yeah um but yeah i we i i made good friends with him and and we we rode um we camped out in ellensburg we camped out uh in uh missoula montana after riding over lolo pass and lolo's beautiful yeah, Lolo is Lolo is really pretty. I don't know if you've if on your way out to Lolo, there's right outside of Lewiston, Idaho, there's a little road. It's about a seven mile highway called the Old Spiral Highway. Mm-hmm. That highway is really fun. That little road is is a fun one to run. Yeah, when you go down into the canyon into Lewiston from up top. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, and then you can just hop on Highway 12 and then head out over Lolo. Um. Head over Lolo, and then it drops you right into Lolo, Montana, or you can keep going into Missoula. Yeah, I did it the other way when I rode it two years ago. I went to uh, over to Missoula, and then I cut over Lolo, and I went down to Boise. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got other stuff that I'd like to do. I mean, I've done lots of rides, like like riding out here in Washington. Um, but... uh you know, I'd like to do stuff like ship my bike down to California and ride the whole Route 66 or, um, you know, because I just don't have the time to like need to ride down there and then start it. You know, uh, what is it? What is it called? The town down there where Route 66 starts. Uh, I can't recall. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember either, but I'd like yeah. to start there. And I know it ends up in Chicago. Yeah, um, but I just don't have the time to like. I don't think I'd have the time to ride my bike down there, and then 
and then ride that route. So I'd have to, I'd have to, I have to ship it. But, um, have you, uh, have you gone up and rode the Chuckanut? I haven't. Where is that? It, uh, <laughs> it parallels I five. If you go up to, uh, Burlington, hang a left on uh, Highway 20, and you go down, ah, shit, six, seven miles. And there'll be a sign, you know, it says a check nut. You can hang a right. The best place I found, there's a big uh, four-way intersection on Highway 20, just off coming off of Fidalgo Island. In one corner, there's a restaurant called The Farmhouse. If you're heading west down 20, you hang a right right there because it'll also take you up to a little town of Edison, which is literally two 90-degree corners, and you're out of the town. But that town in Edison has the Longhorn Saloon and Grill, Dude, they make the most amazing barbecue food. In the summertime, I mean, that whole saloon, it's nothing but fucking motorcycles. And you can smell the barbecue before you get in the town. But then oh. you start you start heading up the uh, Chuckanut. Basically, said it, it runs parallel to I-5, but you're right on Puget Sound. And it's an awesome little fucking scenic route. There's some pole offs. You'll see, you know, ships anchored out there that are waiting for the refineries and Anacortes. But, and it takes you up, dumps you up in Fairhaven, just bottom side of Bellingham and dude, it's an absolute gorgeous ride. It's a lot of fun. It's not, I think the whole Chuck and highway might be 30, 40 miles, but it's way better than I five. And it's a lot of fun. Huh? Yeah. I'll have to look into it. Look, look at that. Cause I, you know, I like, I like little, you know, especially when you're going to these little spots that, you know, motorcycle friendly places. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll have to look. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, we can do. You know, sometime I know I want to go back up there again. I've rode it shit twenty, thirty times. But, you know, I head up there. You know, May or sometime for shoot your mess on a weekend. We can always meet at the little farmhouse restaurant on twenty. And it's me and a couple of buddies. We've ridden it and a couple of years ago, and my son was playing the uh, state baseball tournament for high school in Bellingham. We didn't have a dog sitter for our dog. So me and the wife, we were just riding the Harley back and forth every day for baseball. Because that time, I mean, it was like six bucks to hop the Port Townsend Ferry. And it was only like 10 bucks in gas round trip. And it's like, well, fuck. We'll just go back and forth every day. And she'd never been on the Chuck Nut. The first day I took I-5 up, I'm like, fuck, this sucks. And I forgot. It's like, shit, we're going this way on the way home. And next day, you know, we just take the Chuck Nut every day up there. It's, actually, I think it's a little bit quicker. And it's just, it's a fun ride. You know, you go through yeah. a little bit of farm country, then all of a sudden you break up, you're just riding the bluff right along Peter Sound up there, and it's cool as shit. Do you have uh do you have any rides that are kind of like right out your back door that you know, if you have an hour or two after after work or or you know, that you that you hop on? Well, for me, I mean I, I'm in, up here in the peninsula in Port Angeles. I can <laughs> I'm a quarter mile from 101, so I can head out west, you know, go out 112 ways out by Joyce. And, you know, there's some cool little pull-offs at Salt Creek or down at Crescent Beach, or you can cruise out to Lake Crescent. You know, there are many pull-offs and, you know, enjoy some scenery out there and come back. Or I can head towards Squim, and there's some cool back roads around Squim, down through some of the old farmland and down by the Dungeness Spit. There's a lot of options if a guy just got, you know, an hour or something, you just want to go for a little... 30 50 mile rip there's plenty of choices for sure 
Yeah, I was gonna say I, I I haven't covered like the peninsula too much, but I can imagine I was I, I imagine it's really pretty riding out there. Yeah. Riding up to Hurricane Ridge in the summertime once you know get all the snow melts away. That's a fun ride. It's just expensive as shit. I mean, you gotta pay twenty five bucks to get in the park for one day, but yeah. that receipt's good for seven days, or you can get like a year pass for fifty. But yeah, riding up to Hurricane Ridge, that's a really cool ride. Yeah, I uh, I rode around the Hood Canal once. Um, I know, being from Washington, especially living on the west side, and you'd think it'd be something that I'd hit more often, but <laughs> I usually just I, I I'm in like where I'm at geographically. It's like if I head west, I'm gonna run into a whole bunch of people on the way to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But if I head east. Like I'm in the mountains in, you know, 15 minutes. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, so it's really, it's really hard for me to, unless someone says, no, let's go, let's go out this, let's go out west, let's go out this way. Then I'm, I'm usually headed east. Oh man, <laughs> if if I live where you did, I mean, you're at the base of the Cascades, and man, there's so many different routes. Like we we're talking, you know, you go White's Pass. Go all the way over, hit Canyon Road to Ellensburg. You could come back 90, hit Blue Up Pass, go up over Stevens, or say, fuck it, hit 97, head up to Chelan, Winthrop, Wenatchee. I mean, the yeah. options are endless, especially on a weekend. I mean, you're you're at the foothills of some absolutely amazing riding country with so many options and literally not hardly touching main interstates at all, doing it all back roads and the fun two yeah. lanes. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm really lucky to be in this in this this area for sure so So, you said you grew up in central washington yeah well i spent a lot of time in i was born in ellensburg and spent a lot of time between ellensburg yakima and and cleelum i used to go to cleelum a lot when i was younger with the uh the olympic peninsula motorcycle club where the dirt track when we used to I was into dirt bikes for a long time and we'd always go to clay Elm every Memorial weekend and ride the slag piles. And as a whole, you know, everybody from the club would load up all the dirt bikes and off we go over there. And that place was so much fun to ride. Yeah. Clay Elm's really cool too. It's, it's, I liked living out there. You wake up in the morning and sometimes I'd have deer grazing in my front yard. So that, I mean, that, that was really cool to wake up to. I have that every morning grazing my backyard. Do you? Yeah. My wife's so tired of them eating her plants and can't even do a garden because <laughs> they'll, they'll clean the garden out as soon as anything blooms. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if that's what you're, uh, if that's what you want, then maybe it's not such a good thing to have animals grazing in your yard. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, if I remember right, if over by Clayum, you got Roslyn, of course. And mm-hmm. you got the the brick, which I think is actually the oldest bar or saloon, however you want to you want to call it, in Washington State. Yeah, I don't know if it's the oldest. I think um, somebody was telling me that just the other be. day. I mean, they have like I think that I I haven't been there in a long time. I've been on this side of the mountains since 2014, but uh, um, I they used to be it used to have a running spittoon. Yeah, right on the floor by your feet. Yeah, right on the floor. Yeah. And uh, the jail was right downstairs, the old jail. Um, 
but I haven't been there in a long time. I'm curious. I'm going to Google this shit. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it the oldest? It could be. Like, it very well could be. Brick, the brick's old. and It and is freaking cool. Roslyn is an old, like, coal mining town. So, you know. Yeah. So, you know. It wouldn't surprise me if if it if it were one of the oldest bars in the state, if not the oldest. Operating since 1889. It's a landmark saloon in Washington. Yeah. That's freaking cool. Interesting. Yeah. So what kind of uh what kind of upgrades have you done to your king? So all I've done is the, uh, I did the fuel moto RTX two into one exhaust. That was the first thing I did. And then just recently I did, I upgraded the cam to a woods 22 XE cam. Nice. Yeah. And then I did, I upgraded the fuel pump and the cam chest or the oil pump in the cam chest. So I went with, uh, Fuel Moto's racing series, or not Fuel Moto, Fueling's racing series oil pump and their cam chest. Nice. Yeah. So, and then I did, I did put some KST Customs 14 inch bars on it when I was in Sturgis. Um, just because I got them installed on site. It took a couple hours and I want to say out the door, it was like, maybe 1500 bucks or maybe even less than that i think nice. maybe, i think maybe it was only maybe it was only 800 bucks i don't remember i don't remember how much i paid <laughs> but it was cheap okay yeah they 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 do that when you go into sturgis if you go up to to black hills harley davidson i don't know if you guys have been to sturgis or not, not. Especially during the rally um, if you go to, to Black Hills, Harley Davidson, they've got vendors galore. They got clockworks. There's, you know, there's, there's, um, uh, custom dynamics, Vance and Hines, all these major brands are there. And, uh, a lot of them do installs on site. If you buy it, if you buy something from them, they'll install it right then and there. So that's what I, I rode out to Sturgis with the stock bars on the Road King, and I I, I rode home with with fourteens. Nice. I have, why not? More comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it it's puts puts me like more you know like I have straighter straight arms instead of like kind of hunched over. Um, because those stock bars on the I think they were I don't remember if they were tens or twelves, but but um yeah, there's definitely a height difference. And uh, and a comfort level difference. So, are you running the backrest on your seat? Only sometimes. I mean, I I imagine if a, you notice a difference with the taller bars, might put you back a little bit farther where you could really feel it. Yeah, I'm trying. I can't remember if I. So when I rode home from Sturgis, I just bombed home in one day, and I can't remember if I wore if I had the backrest or not. Um, but. For the most part, I don't run that that like in a lot of the pictures. If you've looked at the ones like of my bike in the Badlands or or in Sturgis itself, those I I had the uh, at least on the way out there I had the backrest to just because I knew it was a long haul and I'd mm-hmm. want to be able to lean back. But for the most part, I don't ride with the backrest, and I'm still fairly comfortable. Um, you know, going over you know Chinook or 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 snow call me or something like I could spend a whole day on it and not need that backrest. 
So that backrest, I have a backrest, and it's really a junky one. I just ordered it off Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when I learned that there are certain things that you don't order on Amazon. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> True. So some some stuff is good, right? And it's like, hey, this is cool. It's cheap. But some, some shit, you got to... You got to go to like, you know, the, go to the, the pros. Yeah. It's um, you, you can, yeah. Everything in hindsight looks better. It's it's I've wasted too much money on seats and stuff like that. You buy something, you're like, Oh, this will be fine. And then you're like, you know, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like yeah, mine. I, never, I mean, yeah. I honestly don't ever take mine off. I just leave it on. Do you? Yeah. I'm just so used to it. And it's like, I just leave it there. If I bought a quality one, I might leave it on. Yeah. Right. But but really what it is is just it's back there. It's kind of wobbly. And, you know, unless I'm like really leaning back on it, it's you know, it's it's actually kind of a nuisance. Which um what seat do you have? I have a I I have a Mustang two up seat. Um but uh uh the backrest is like yeah it's just an, an amazon special oh gotcha so if i went and ordered like a, if i don't know who i would buy it by the backrest you know i could go onto harley's site and buy a better quality one than what i have yeah mustang stuff's nice that's what i run i have their backrest it's fantastic do you yeah their their stuff is really good quality i was i was yeah. really impressed i went through what three seats before I got the Mustang and I was happy. I finally did it. Yeah. I was the, the, the stock road King seat or stock late model touring seat. Cause it's on the street glides. It's on, you know, all those bikes that bike or that seats a little, it's, it's comfortable. But, um, but when I put that, that, that Mustang seat on, it's almost sometimes like you forget there's a seat there, right? Like it's just, like I could sit on it all day long. Um, I carry a gel pad, but I I almost never use it. Mm-hmm. And and I I I carry it just because from those days of riding the Sportster and trying to take that long distance riding, it was like your ass was hurting. And I now I have this huge fear of having a sore ass, so I do everything I can <laughs> to make sure that I don't have a sore ass. That's fair. I can totally understand that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm being sure. especially if you're riding all day, man. Being comfortable is is a very huge part. Yeah, yeah. So now with the Mustang seat, it did move me forward a couple inches, but it's. I'm fine with it. Like it's like I can sit on that seat all day and I got my highway pegs. So if I, you know, between that seat, the highway pegs and the, and the taller bars, like I can just, you know, it's easy to kick back and relax on it. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, the, a, a big thing. I get a bike show. You make it comfortable to fit your riding style, you know, your, your physique and, you know, you get it dialed into where you want it and that comfort. And it's like, fuck it, just ride and enjoy it. And because, you know, you've set it up to how you ride and, and your style and, and what fits you. And there you go. Yeah. I think a lot of people overlook that too. A lot of people think, oh, I bought a bike. I want to buy performance. Buy fit first. It just pays off. Yeah. You want to be comfortable, especially if you're going to put down big miles. 
Yeah. One of the things, like, like for example, one of the things that I really don't like is my windshield, right? I just think it looks ridiculous. And, but without it, it makes riding longer distances a lot harder. <coughs> yeah. Um, and so I will, I, I will sacrifice looking cool to be comfortable because at the end of the day, it's me on that bike all day long. Oh and yeah. The people that you pass by, they probably don't even notice, right? So I yeah, so so like the the, the windshield as dorky as it looks, I never take it off. And and it's amazing the difference they make. Like you said, I mean, I remember when I I used to have a Suzuki Boulevard and he said, Hey, I'm gonna pop the windshield off and go for a ride, check it out. Shit. I was like t- home in 20 minutes, like, fuck this. Yeah. I mean, it just, your body takes a beating. And, you know, I had a buddy of mine, he went on a long ride with us on a Triumph and he had no windshield. He's like, holy shit. He just, he was like, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are painful ones. I, I went through it. You know, I was trying to go, trying to be a touring guy on my Sportster and that didn't have a windshield. I didn't have a fairing. I didn't have anything. And, um, uh, you know, when you ride, or at least when I ride after a long, like a a full day of riding by the end, if I sit down, I could fall asleep because I'm so exhausted from just the wind, the noise, and just, just riding all day long. And, and that's, that's even with my windshield, right? So just imagine without the windshield, just. You get exhausted. Oh, yeah. Your body, I mean, your chest and your torso, you're physically, you're, you're fighting everything and you're just, it's, you know, it takes your energy. Yeah. Your, your body's got to consume energy, whatnot, just to keep you going because you're physically taking a beating from the wind. Yeah. Yeah. That neck bobble alone will wear you out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I even think I should. I I I almost want to get a, a slightly taller windshield because I do have. I can feel the air like on the top of my head, and so if I'm sitting in the right position, my head is bouncing back and forth um, from that wind. Oof! Yeah, that's yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when I kick back and get comfortable, it stops. But you know, so. Maybe a taller windshield. I don't know. I can all keep- that stuff's hard. You gotta you gotta get it to fit you perfectly. But when it does, it pays off for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I can keep throwing money at this, and I'll probably keep throwing money at my bike. And just like yeah, I, like I don't know what I'm gonna do next. I think I'm probably done with performance. Um, but you know, I'd like to do some, you know, maybe put some lower fairings on. I'd like to get a tour pack that I can take on and off. Um, sh- shit like that. Yeah, the tour pack is so nice, especially for going distance. Having that extra room, you know, throw your shit in there, you can close it, you know, lock it, and I mean, I got yeah. mines on Quick Connect, so I can pop it on and off. But honestly, I don't ever take it off. I've I've had it on it since I've had it. And if I go up and take the tour pack off, I look at my bike. It's like fucking thing. I think it looks retarded. I'm like, I'm just not used to how it looks. It's like, if 
fuck this. I just I leave it on. That's just me. Yeah. I'd I'd like a tour pack. I told myself so I almost traded my Road King in for uh Road Glide, but I decided not to. Um just because I would end up being upside down and I didn't want to do I didn't want to do all that. I said I'm gonna pay this off. And so that's when I started doing all the performance stuff. But I sure I sure would like, especially because um I'm working on like I I did took a lot of footage of my ride out to Sturgis and I wanted to put together a cool YouTube channel or YouTube video um of that ride. But you know, the tour pack would be nice to have to keep all that camera stuff in. Right. Yeah. Um one thing that happened on the way out to Sturgis was I had some like some electronics were on the outside of the bike and I got caught in a pretty nasty hailstorm. And once that happened, like I had a like a my my little solar charger here, for example, I used to 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 try and keep my shit charged on the road. It, it stopped working after that after that storm. So it would be nice to, you know, if there's electronics and stuff that you really want to keep dry um, to have have that extra storage because the saddlebags, they fill up quick. Yeah. Well, you get the tour pack, then, you, you know, you're wiring a cigarette lighter plug inside of it so you can plug in and, you know, have shit charging if you need to inside the tour pack. Yeah, see, and I did, I do have, I have an outlet installed in my saddlebag, and that's what I ended up having to do is plug that thing in to charge that thing. And then at the end of the day, that's when I could charge my phone and my GoPros and, and, and all of that. So I learned, I learned a lot of lessons in, in trying to moto vlog <laughs> last year. So maybe Sturgis 2022, I'll have a pretty neat video to put together. I'm still going to. I'm still in the process of editing the one I'm I'm from 2021, but 2022 will be much better. It takes a lot of fucking work to editing. I mean, Bride knows way more than I do. I mean, I last year I did like a I think I had 70 minutes of footage from a toy run, and you cut that down to like 10 minutes. It's like shit. I spent eight or nine hours on that, and that was just a tiny little video. It's like yeah. fuck. Yeah, I uh, do an install video. You won't worry about vlogging anymore. You'll realize that that's easy. (laughs) An install, yeah, yeah. Do an install video, and you're like, "There's 12 hours of my life I'm never getting back for what would it took 10 minutes if I wasn't filming." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I I I saw some. I because I follow some other YouTubers, right? Like the Two Lane Life guys and and Ryan Urlacher out of Yakima and they put together these they make it look so easy and I'm like hey wouldn't it be cool if I could do that and I tried it and I fucking sucked at it so <laughs> the Ryan Urlacher's his uh documentary films on their big trips are fucking amazing yeah they're really good there's another guy his name's Full Throttle Hog um, oh he he's a, awesome yeah he does a really good job because he has a passion for photography and rides motorcycles so he uh, he does a really uh, he did he he did like a Sturgis doesn't care video. It was an eight minute short film, but it was amazing the way he put that together. He did an amazing job with that video. That video just blew up when it came out too. Yeah, 
Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so just following, and it, I probably shouldn't have watched any of those because now it's like, I don't, you know, really want to put mine out there, but I, you know, I, I eventually will. I've got, I've got six hours of riding, just getting two Sturgis that I'm trying to narrow down to like, you know, maybe 10 or 20 minutes. And, and, you know, because I was on the ride, I thought every moment of it was beautiful. And I'm like, all of this needs to be in this film, but you, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's no, you can't do that. Cause nobody's going to sit there and watch six hours of, you know, life behind my bars. Right. But you're right. Uh, I mean, riding through Montana is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. It Montana is. Yeah. There's a right off of I-90. So after we left Missoula, we hit I-90 for a little bit, but there's a Montana, like a state highway one or a scenic, scenic ride. That was, that was fucking gorgeous. And so if you're ever in Montana and you can hit that, I definitely would. Um, and the cool thing about some of those, though, some of those roads through Montana, um, the speed limit's like 70 miles an hour, 70 or 80 miles an hour in some yeah. of these wide open areas and you could just fucking fly down those roads. And that was probably uh, my buddy, Kyle, that rode to Sturgis with me last year. He said that that was his favorite part because we were like the only two on the road. And it was just, it was almost like there was no speed limit and you could just, you could go. And there were the, 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 it was like field on each side in parts. So like you didn't, you know, you could see if there was a big moose or not, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like we had to worry about a, you know, an animal running out from behind the trees into the middle of the road, like you face, you know, going over snow palmy or something like that. Right. But that's the one thing you got to watch, especially nighttime is moose are the only ones in the deer family where their eyes do not reflect headlights. Yeah. So yeah, I did. When I, when I rode home from Sturgis, that was one thing that I was kind of worried about because it was dark when I left. And, uh, you know, if you are right on the, the freeways in South Dakota, like every so often you would see huge bloods, you know, huge blood stains, um, on the, uh, moose in the side chat. Uh, you would see huge blood stains from like this animal kill on the freeway. Yeah. So that was definitely on my mind on the way home. But so uh, when you guys were in Missoula, did you go down to Grizzly? Mm -mm. We didn't. You actually got a Grizzly Harley Davidson right there off the interstate in Missoula. It's a fucking cool ass dealership. Yeah, I, you know we we passed a few like a couple uh, dealerships on the way there, and probably should have stopped. But we were excited to get to Sturgis. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I I knew that if I went into a Harley dealer, I was going to spend money on a Harley shirt, and I had already had plans on buying shit while I was in Sturgis, so I was trying to not load up on too much merch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got to have room to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, or mail it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got if you go to like like. Like at the the Black Hills Harley Davidson, I believe uh, UPS has a booth there, so that when you buy shit, you can. And if you want to keep your old bars or your old wheels or something, you can 
ship them to your house. Hey, that's actually smart though. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise there's a boneyard. Like you can, there's it, all the vendors. They have like a, a whole bunch of wood crates full of old people's motorcycle parts that they didn't, you know, they didn't keep they either. You can either ship them back or, or the, the, the vendors will dispose of them for you. But, it's time for some Elysian. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. Don't so sound like you had a rough birthday, buddy. Oh, dude, I had a headache till about an hour and a half ago that did not want to stop. But no, it, it was a good time. I, I haven't drank that much beer in a long time. You waited I, too long. You waited too long to start drinking again. I waited too long to drink like that. I mean, but there's a reason why I don't drink like that anymore. I was, I was good when I was in my younger days. I'm, I'm not so young anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't drink at all. It's, I just can't, I can't, I can't hang. <laughs> I like to wake up early in the mornings and feel like just, you know, it's, there's something about, because I used to drink, you know, I'd get off work and drink a six pack every day and it just, after time, you start to feel really unhealthy, and yeah. uh, and then eventually, I just was like, you know, I'm, I, so I just I don't drink at all. It's not, it's not, it's, it's just a you know, just a choice to not. No, ain't nothing wrong with it. I mean, a lot of times during the week, I don't, I don't hardly touch much, just because. I mean, I like you. I mean, I go to bed early, and I'm up, you know, when most people are still sleeping. I mean, you know, I'm up two two thirty to go to work, but you know, I'm a commercial truck driver so i you know you got to watch yourself so it's just it's not worth it for me during the week just you know because i yeah. want to get up early and feel good and i spend hours upon hours driving so yeah yeah i don't get up till four but so hats off to you for getting off at 2 30 in the morning you must yeah. gotta go to bed at like 6 6 30 7 o'clock uh, I try to be in bed by eight, no later than eight thirty. And the funny thing, so I can feel the difference. If I go to bed at nine o'clock, like on a Wednesday, dude, I am shot Thursday. Even that day, it's like you're just you feel yeah. like shit. And then Friday, it's like you're still trying to catch up. It's like, damn it, you know. Yeah, you know you, when I got to go to bed, but still, it's like you're something going on or something really cool you want to watch or just you know having a good evening. It's like, oh fuck it, I'll you know what's another half hour? Shit, it's a bad idea. But so you, you know, so do you got? Uh, do you have any plans for any any big rides this this summer? Um, yeah, in June, into June, I'm riding over to uh, Rapid City. We'll be leaving. I'll be leaving the 23rd of June, and riding over to Rapid City for the start of the 22 Hoka Hay. Go meet a bunch of guys I've had in the podcast and and hang out with them. I guess there's a lot of activities going on two to three days prior to the event leaving, which will start on Sunday. I think it's 8 a.m. There's all kinds of, you know, activities going. Vendors are supposed to be there and whatnot. So I got a couple guys that think that are going to ride over there. It might be two, three of us. And we're going to head over there, hang out for the week and get, you know, meet a bunch of people, have fun. And then once they all depart Sunday morning, then we'll depart and head back here. There you go. And yeah, I think the weekend, gonna... the weekend before that, I know me and a couple other guys and well, not just guys, other riders are working on a uh, Pacific Northwest kind of a 
moto vloggers style meetup in Packwood on the 18th of June on a Saturday. There you go. Uh, in June? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, June 18th down in Packwood. I'm going to, you going to do, uh, you thinking about, uh, put any thought into doing the Mount St. Helens run? Um, is that in May? Yes. I was thinking about it, but I think that's the same weekend. I'm going to be in Idaho. Oh, okay. Well, then you're not going to go if you're in Idaho. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I think that was, I got to look at my count, what, the 13th or 14th of May? I know it's on a Saturday, and we're going uh, for my wife's birthday, taking all her family. We're staying over at Lake Coeur d'Alene. We got a vacation rental in like Harrison or somewhere. So we're going to go stay uh, over there for four or five days and just get a little getaway. There you go. Yeah, I did the, uh, I did that Mount St. Helens run. I showed up late. So, and it probably was good that I was late because, um, you know, riding in big, huge groups of people is not exciting to me. Yeah. Um, so I showed up late So the ride up to Mount St. Helens, there was lots of folks on their way back and there were some still straggling on their way up. It was a really nice day. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, out that day, May 15th. Yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll be in Idaho. That's when it is. May 15th. Yeah. Well, yep. You'll be missed. Yeah. But I want to do, you know, I want to get out, do some other. I love doing the Cascade loops. I mean, you can pick which one you want to take. And, you know, I'm planning on doing a few of those, meeting up with some of the guys. Probably, you know, be fun, give you a call and see if we meet up for one and go. Oh, yeah. I love riding Canyon Road, you know, head up over, even if a guy just wants to take Snoqualmie to Ellensburg and then go hit Canyon Road down to Natchez and come back over, you know, Whites or Chinook, whichever way you want to go. But Canyon Road was so much fun. That restaurant down there is not bad. It's not so much my style of a little restaurant and hotel area, but they do got some good food. So it's weird because I used to drive up and down that Canyon Road every day. Uh, and I've, I've never stopped there, ever. And I've had every intention to, but I just never have. But um, yeah, the Canyon Road is fun. It's, it's fun to... It, it's fun for all, right? If you like the scenery, you want to take it slow, go 45 miles an hour, then it's, it's fun. If you want to go rip, cause there's some nice, there's some nice curves in that one too. There is. I mean, you're riding, you know, right along the Yakima river and, you know, there's plenty of pole outs. You got, you know, <laughs> hell sometimes, I mean, you know, you get over there in the summertime, it's hot as shit over there. You know, go dip yeah. your melon in the water and cool off and, you know, everybody's floating the river and it's yeah. a cool place. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a couple there's a spot Smiley Rock we used to stop and jump off. You'd be floating down the river but some, you know, I, if you're not a very good swimmer, I wouldn't recommend trying it just because there are people that have there's some pretty strong undertow in that portion of the river. I mean, really all the way up and down the Akma River where people are floating there's some areas of uh uh, there's some areas of really strong undertow. So if you're not a good swimmer, I wouldn't suggest getting in that water, but yeah. <clears throat> and cold. Yeah, it is. 
it's 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 one of those tight water types when you jump in it takes your breath away that's for sure well that's kind of like lake crescent out here on the peninsula it's right off the glaciers i mean it might be you know feel good on the very top until you get six inches down and it's cold as shit <laughs> yeah the kind of water you want to jump in you know late july early august i don't but... know if i do it then <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you you have any plans besides sturges that you want to do this year um sturges is really the big one um and I'm going to go again, I'm going to go to Sturgis the next two years in a row. And then I nice. might, yeah, I might change it up and do like Daytona. Cause I've heard that Sturgis will ruin Daytona for you, but I'd still like to ride down there and just have something to add to my, you know, you know just my, I don't know, my collection of, of stuff that I've done on my bike. No. The other one that I've heard is pretty cool that I haven't gone to check out is the Pendleton Bike Week in Oregon. They have a pretty, I think it's actually, they call it Pendleton Bike Week, but I think it's a Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a four-day deal. And I guess it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've got a friend that, well, I mean, just a, a face. I've never met him in person, but he's also part of those, uh, the Northwest Harley groups. I'd, I'd ask him. I'll ask him because he might he might know. You know, he might, he, that might be one that he goes to. He builds, yeah. he builds, he builds custom trikes. Um, real good dude. His name's Jim. So I'll have to hit him up. There you go. <clears throat> but yeah, there's some hoping for a good summer, good weather, and hopefully maybe these fucking gas prices will go the other way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I I really hate that the gas prices are the way they are. Fortunately, we ride motorcycles and, you know, if it's a $20 tank, then fuck it. It's still going to be a good time, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, now, I, I mean, I'm just looking at silver linings. Now I got more of a reason to ride my bike, I guess. I mean... I don't like riding. I don't ride to work or any of that because it, I just riding on the freeway or, you know, getting on the I-5 parking lot's not fun. <laughs> no shit. You know, and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I can, I'll ride down the shoulder of the road, but you still get assholes that, that'll, you know, they'll try to block you. Yeah. Just because they're, you know self-proclaimed law enforcers or you know whatever it is that, <laughs> you know, i don't know yep yeah i'll see is my mean it, there ain't nothing better than riding a bike i mean shit i know a lot of times it's like i gotta go do a grocery run it's like i can fit a lot of fucking groceries in my road glide yeah between the saddlebags to her pack the other bags so fuck i got plenty of room See, I'd go get, I'd go get tacos and stuff on my bike, but I don't have that tour pack, right? So, can't go get pizza. <laughs> Nothing you can't fix. <laughs> yeah, that's tour what, pack's I, a game changer. Yeah, I really want to go with the. I mean, I have a tea, a tea bag, 
that goes on my luggage rack and stuff, but I still think a I still think a a tour pack would would certainly serve serve me better than than the tea bag would. And yeah. So, well, especially like the incident you had where stuff getting wet in the hailstorm, you know that tour pack. It's you know that personally for me that was the biggest thing when before I got my road line was was shopping was I wanted hard bags. Just for those type of instances where you know you get caught in shitty weather when you're, you know, you're touring, you're off on a multi-day bike trip, you're bound to find a bad stretch of weather, and knowing that your shit's dry is just, you know, was a big, big deal to me. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, and I, I said after that time, I said I'm never listening to someone tell me that it's not going to rain again because. Yeah. My wife and I, we had gone, we were in Hawaii and we hiked up this trail and we were with the tour guide and we're, I'm looking off in the distance and I'm like, Hey man, it looks like it's getting ready to rain on us like really hard. He's like, Oh no, that's, it's not going to hit us. I'm like, are you sure, man? Like I see rain almost every day. Like I know <laughs> what it looks like when it's about to rain. <laughs> And he assured us, but no, on our way down, it was a torrential downpour. Like our trail turned into a fucking river. And, uh, and so that was an instance where I listened to someone and we got soaked. And then when I was on, we were leaving Yellowstone on our motorcycles. I told my friend, I said, Hey, it's getting ready to rain. He's like, nah, we're good. I'm like, okay. And here we, we're, we get into it and it starts very quickly. Like it, it's it's rain and then all of a sudden hail like it's just hurting to ride so we had to pull over and go fucking hide under a tree that's, <laughs> what, that's what i did and uh yeah that's uh you know that's just one of those things if i if i think it's gonna rain i'll put on my rain gear from now on <laughs> oh riding hail isn't no joke and it's crazy even how loud it is in your helmet and man i yeah. had to do it once i got caught in a hailstorm and a half helmet fuck riding down the freaking road with my arm over my face and yeah, it can be brutal. Yeah. It hurt, you know, and I, Hey, we weren't the only ones that had that idea. Cause there were, you know, we were coming out of Yellowstone and that's, that's a uh, pro tip. If you're on your way to Sturgis fucking skip Yellowstone altogether. But there were a whole bunch of other motorcycles on their way there. And, and, uh, they also had the, you know, they also stopped and, booked it under a tree because it was you know that hail was and it was you know it wasn't small hail it was you know nice little pellets oh hail ain't nothing to fuck with that shit hurts yeah (laughs) yeah so but uh yeah that yellowstone weather was just uh it's exactly what you would think right like they say if you're in, in Wyoming and, and South Dakota and the weather can change, the weather can change really quickly. That's not a joke. Well, I think, you know, we get that a lot out here too. I mean, it can be sun shining and you're clean and you go inside. Well, for instance, this morning, it was great, beautiful weather. I go up to, you know, wash my truck at work, do stuff. The wife goes to the store and she comes out and it was blue skies when she went in the store and come out and it's pouring fucking rain. Like what yeah. the fuck? 
Yeah, when I sent you the video, I had the bike out running. I was going to go for a ride, but it started raining. So I didn't I didn't end up going out because, yeah, I am a fair weathered rider. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I don't voluntarily leave my house when it's dumping rain to go ride. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I go ride when it's nice out. And if I happen to get caught in the weather, I'll, you know, it sucks. But, um, yeah, it's not. I'm definitely a fair weathered rider. Yeah. If I don't have to ride in the rain, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no doubt about that. Yeah. It's, if it's, if you get caught in the storm and you got to push through, that's one thing. But, um, you know, otherwise I'm not, I'm not riding. Yeah. It's one thing when you're out there on, you know, you're traveling, you're on the road. It, it's bound to happen where you're going to, you're going to run into some shit. But yeah, if you're like, you know, you're at home. I want to go for a ride. Look outside, and it's fucking black and looks like shit. I'm like, yeah, fuck a bunch of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's you know the winter time sucks. Bike just sitting there, usually not riding. But if there is yeah. a shiny, if there is a nice day, I will get it out. I don't care about the cold. I've got the deal, the gear to deal with. Yeah, with riding in cold weather, that's that's fine. Thirty degrees, I don't give a shit. If it's dry and sunny, I'm riding. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. So otherwise, yeah, otherwise you can sit there and look at the bike as it lives that battery tender life. Yeah. <laughs> it was cold today, but I was out for a little bit. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah. It's been a I long ass get winter. Gear, but what's that? So it was a long ass winter. Heater gears a lot a game changer. It's it seems like a lot of money when you go and you spend it, but it's absolutely worth it. Well, now there's so many companies that make different styles where, I mean, the you could almost say the market is being flooded with it because everybody's making some sort of a heated vest or coat and, you know, batteries are getting smaller if you want. Some of them are running different batteries or plug them in. And you definitely have a lot of options now as composed to two years ago. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, when I was uh, when I was riding home from Sturgis last year, I had uh, I thought I was bundled up well enough, but I was still fucking cold on the way home early in the morning, and it was you know it was August, and that's when like having heated because I didn't bring anything else. You know, when you're packing on your motorcycle, uh, I thought I'd packed enough to keep me warm, but you know, and I was warm the whole time until on the way home. But if I had a heated gear that I could just, you know, throw and keep in the bags and then if I felt cold, you know, put it on or, you know, swap out the leathers or whatever, plug it in and, and keep chugging all day long. I mean, I got a buddy. He went and bought one of the Milwaukee heated vests. It's got a little plug in and I think it runs off a small little fucking battery. You just hit the button. He goes, this thing's fucking amazing. It was like 60 bucks or some shit at Home Depot. He fucking loves it. For, a, for what was it? It's a Milwaukee heated vest. Milwaukee Tools makes heated oh. vests now. You can get them at Home 60, Depot. Sixty bucks, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can get the uh, you can get some. I think Kimimoto and a couple of those companies make cheaper ones. They don't plug into the bike, but if you're not going to use it all the time, I got my first one on sale. Um, I have field shear gear, and it's I think it was like I don't know, 140 bucks, but it's so worth it. 
Because if you just wear the vest, you don't get as bulky. And you stay yeah. just as warm. The jacket's yeah. nicer, but it's all relative to comfort, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can handle, you know, it's just when the core of my body is cold. That's when it sucks. Right? That's when it's like you have a lot less fun. Or at least that and cold fucking fingers. I hate when my hands get cold. Fucking hate it. Yeah. 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 So fortunately for me, it wasn't that cold to where my hands were getting cold. It was just like the sun wasn't up yet. I mean, it was, but it was at my back. And, you know, it was, it was, it was cold. Yeah. Yeah. Getting cold sucks. It's no fun. So you rode from Sturgis back to Auburn in one day? Yep, I did. <laughs> That's a fucking haul. How far was that? 1,163 miles. So, nice. yeah, it was, uh, um, it was just, I was, I had, I'd had enough of Sturgis and I was ready to roll home and I had originally planned on, um, I'd really planned on on spending just a couple days. I was gonna I was gonna try to make it. I thought I was gonna make it to like Spokane, you know, and maybe just get a hotel in Spokane and then do the last four hour stretch or whatever it ended up being the next day. But I was like, fuck it, I wanna try it in one day. So I woke up really early. Like people were still at the campground partying and <laughs> ready for the ready for, you know. And uh, I hopped on the bike and, and rolled out and really only stopped to, um, you know, get fill up gas and grab something to drink. And I had lunch and that was it. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I got I left at like quarter to I can't remember if it was quarter to four or quarter to five left Sturgis. And then I got to Ellensburg, hung out there at a friend's house for about an hour, and then got back into Auburn at 11.30 at night. Damn. So, yeah. So, I followed a semi-truck the last leg of the trip as long as he would let me. He didn't like me behind him very well, but <laughs> I figured I'd rather that semi-truck cream a deer than me. Yeah. And uh, you know, he probably didn't know what I was doing. He just thought it was just some fucking weird dude on a motorcycle tail in his truck. So, um, but I eventually, I eventually passed him, but he kept me safe. Long, he kept me safe for a while. He doesn't know that he kept me safe, but he did. Yeah, there you go. You know, get a little bit of a windbreak kind of, you know, draft him. Yeah. So if any of you out there drive or drive truck and you get a motorcyclist, riding right behind you they're just avoiding they're just trying to avoid running into an animal (laughs) (laughs) so that's funny yeah i mean i wasn't like right behind him i gave him some distance right i mean he knew i gave him enough distance so he could tell i was back there you know I could understand him being nervous if, I mean, you would know you're a truck driver. Like you, like I could understand him being nervous about not knowing where I was. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, that was a, that was an interesting ride. 
I met a couple people on the way. One guy helped me out with an energy drink because I stopped out and uh, I don't even know what town it was, but I needed gas. And I stopped at this hokey little gas station somewhere in, I can't remember if it was Wyoming or Montana, but they didn't sell energy drinks. And I was fighting to stay awake. And it was like, it was only like, I want to say it was between nine and nine 30 and 11 30 in the morning. But I was, I never realized that, that you would have to fight to stay awake on a motorcycle. I always thought it would be easy, but um, mm. yeah, I was fighting to stay awake. I stopped in looking, they didn't sell energy drinks. And I met some nice dude from the South. He had like a thick Southern accent and everything. And, he gave me an energy drink and when wished me luck he was a he was a nice guy but nice. uh yeah and i kept leapfrogging people i'd passed as a matter of fact i passed my old guidance counselor from high school on somewhere <laughs> in montana, somewhere in montana on the on the way home yeah it was uh it was kind of a trip to see him on the road but that's funny yeah, him and his wife were out camping. I don't know where they were, but they were driving a Subaru and they had a scamp, little scamp trailer. Oh yeah, I those knew, things are getting I knew, super popular again. Yeah, I knew it was them when I saw that when I saw their setup rolling down the road. And I was like, no fucking way! Like, <laughs> what are the odds? You know, you're running to someone from your hometown that you don't even live there anymore. All right, you run into someone on your hometown on the freeway in Montana. I just thought that was, I just thought that was wild. Yeah, small world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But I have lots more riding plans. You know, I'm like I'm always in. You know, if you guys get some of these rides going in the summertime, definitely hit me up. Like I'm, I'm in. Oh yeah, definitely. We got to get together because I know, like, uh, Michael Nielsen. He's no two wheels to survive. He's down in the uh, Tumwater area. He likes to come up this way. We'll meet up with him. But yeah, it'd be fun. Hook up somewhere, you know, like shit. Head up for the Chuckanut or do Skagit Valley loops are really cool. One up by Cedar Wooling, Burlington goes up through Oso from the by the big landslide, and there's oh, Memorial, yeah. and there's some cool scenic loops in different areas throughout the state that are. I got a cool map. I can't remember the name of it. Mad Maps. And there's 14 or 16 scenic loops in Washington. And they even highlight little places to stop and eat and shit the maps made on that waterproof paper. You know, it's supposed to be tear resist and everything. But I've I've taken a few of the loops that are on that map. And they're pretty fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. They even give you points for, you know, stopping for gas or cool places to eat. You know, scenic places. And yeah, I mean, the whole and then at the bottom, it gives you complete directions how to do every all the scenic loops you just look down okay number six and all the directions you need are on the bottom and it's a sweet little deal sounds yeah, it. Sound yeah i took my daughter it was two years ago i went and picked her up because she lives up in uh up by everett and you know it was like a monday or tuesday wednesday you say hey you know dad the weather's gonna be nice this weekend because we should go for a ride i'm like all right you know don't tell me twice <laughs> i you know, rode up there on a Saturday, picked her up and took her up through the, did the Skagit Valley loop. But then we detoured up and I took her up to Diablo because she'd never been there. Let her, went up to the overlook like you were talking about. Cause I've done 
you know, North Cascades. And I figured, shit, she's never been there, so it's be cool. And so we did the loop and then a little detour up to Diablo so she could see that. And I mean, it was amazing weather that day, you know, took a little bit of snack. So, you know, had a good fun day riding with my daughter and it was awesome. Yeah. Gotta love yeah, that. Yeah, sounds fun. The beard. Oh, yeah. The beard. The beard follows trucks. I followed the beard. Uh, the, the baggers and brews. Is that the same? That's the same guy, right? Yeah. 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 Actually got their sticker hanging up here on the old sticker board, plus they're on the beer fridge now and and in the uh my tour pack is damn near all fucking covered. I'm starting to overlap all my stickers. I made a whole sticker wall in my tour pack and oh yeah, I'm a sticker guy. So I need to get I need to get my video of my Sturgis ride on YouTube so I can get Baggers and Brews and Professional Monkey and all those other folks to send me some stickers, right? Is that what I yeah, got to do? Did, text me your address. I'll send you some stickers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm seeing some of these folks that I follow on, on YouTube that are, that's pretty cool that you got, you got, you guys, uh, like I, I listened to the podcast where you had professional monkey. He's super cool. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. Like, he does a video, like, every day. I mean, he doesn't really leave his garage when he does his videos, but, like, he's always he's always got some content. It's like, how do these folks come up with this content and not run out, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that especially was- if you're doing a daily video, right? Last week's podcast was a lot of fun, too, though, with Brian Clock. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that. I haven't heard that one, but I did. I did watch him do uh, I, the two lane life guys. They met with Brian Clock in Sturgis, and he sounds like a pretty charismatic person. So I, I you know, yeah, it was super cool to get to talk to him and you know, kind of hear his story and, and everything. Man, it was awesome. I know I'm gonna yeah. try to go check out his shop because they're in Mitchell, which I think is like an hour hour and a half east of uh, rapid city so when i go over there in june i want to go down to clockworks and check it out yeah they're right there in south dakota aren't they yeah yeah that's cool seems like a cool guy well he's a cool guy but it'd be really cool to talk to him yeah oh DeBeard says send you his address in instagram messenger i'll hook you up yeah same with michael bike i'll have to hook up with michael bike while the uh we'll swap some stickers Oh, Mrs. Monkey's in the house. Hey, girl. No, hey, we were just talking about her husband. (laughs) Yeah, she's going to be on here two weeks. I think it is. Right on. Heck, yeah, we can hear the story of Miss Monkey, and that'll be awesome. Yeah, we need to get the dirt. That's That's my new TV, right? I don't watch TV at all. I pretty much just... Follow all the shit that watch all the content that these folks put on YouTube. That's my that's my new TV. Yeah, I mean, well, unless so much stuff and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I yeah, I really don't watch any TV. I watch, I mean, I watch the Seahawks when they play, and that's really it. Um. Otherwise, it's there's no TV for me. It's all it's all YouTube. Nothing wrong with that. Plus, I mean, yeah. Miss Monkey shared a picture 
of her grandmother in Cuba next to a motorcycle. And I want to hear about that story. I want to hear about that picture. And obviously motorcycles have kind of been a part of her family. It'll be awesome to, to hear her story and share it. I'm excited. It's going to be yeah, fun. She's been, she's been on a couple of, she's been on a few of, uh, of uh, professional monkeys videos and, and, and I think she does a really good job behind the camera. <laughs> Like oh, I'm, I'm riding. Yeah, I'm a super like introverted kind of person. So like this, like even doing this right now is like a it's like really big for me, like a huge step. <laughs> so no, it's been a lot of fun, man. Thanks for thanks for coming on and you know shooting the shit. And you know, thanks, you know, kind of the cool part of how we met of you know, you uh you know, sharing the freaking podcast, and all of a sudden everybody started tagging me on that the PNW Harley page. It's like, holy shit, this is fucking unreal. Yeah. Well, it was like, cause I like, like I, I, I sit in an office and I'm behind a desk. I'm like, you know, all day long and I can listen to music, but sometimes I just need to have, like, I don't want to listen to music all the time. And sometimes I want to listen to people talk about fucking motorcycles. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, it was just kind of cool to be like, Hey, there's this podcast where all they do is talk about motorcycles. And, and, you know, that's, I even said like, Hey, I want to hear a podcast. If it's like, you know, it's, it would be even cooler if it was about Harley Davidson, but it doesn't have to be Harley Davidson based. Um, because you know, I, I like all motorcycles, uh, except for crotch rockets. I'm not a big fan of those. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was it was it was it was really cool to see because I thought it was a stretch, right? I thought ah, nobody does this, and then here you are, right? <laughs> so yeah, so it was it was definitely a win. It's a lot of fun, you know. And I love hearing other people's stories of, you know, kind of you know where it started for them, how they got it in their blood, and and then hearing stories, you know, where they've been, travels and. You know, it's like I've said, everybody kind of wants to build that bucket list of places they want to be. Well, hey, you know, you know, like your trip to Sturgis, you know, little pointers, you know, <laughs> fuck Yellowstone and some yeah. other shit. I mean, it's just cool to hear that. And then, you know, people paint a picture. OK, you know, maybe I want to divert from that. But just being able to hear the stories and share them because, you know, now they're essentially they're here forever. Yeah. Yellowstone. It would be cool if uh, if your plan was to stay in Yellowstone for like a day or something. But I got stuck in traffic the whole time we were there. We went there to go see Old Faithful. <laughs> I wanted to see an eruption. Then we were going to be on our way, hit Beartooth Pass. But uh, um, we we ended up stuck behind because it's only two lanes. Like, at least we're on the way to Old Faithful. It's only two lanes. And then you get someone that stops because they're waiting for a parking spot. And then it just it backs up. And there's no real way around it. So... Yeah, I would. I'm. I if you don't plan on spending some time and like hanging out in, in Yellowstone, if you're on your way to Sturgis from Washington State or whatever, you're taking the same route I went. I would skip Yellowstone. Just a personal thing. Yeah. So. Well, shit, man, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to. Uh, I'll have to go through and and I'm terrible at multitasking, so I haven't really read any of these comments, but I, I will. <laughs> Well, anything by Droop and Moose, just ignore. They're kind of mean. But. <laughs> well, I know because because I'll have to find. I think because uh, the 
the beard said to send him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold him too. I don't want them stickers. I'm gonna, Just be I'm careful. Gonna... He doesn't send you any naked selfies or anything. Yeah, that and uh, the beard. Be and Mike will bike. He'll send you some too. He said, send him a send him a message. All right. Very good. Right on, Nate. Well, hey, man, thanks for uh, coming on. Yeah, and Nate, thank you. Talking bikes, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, I'll look forward to listening to some more. And for sure, this summer, let's uh, let's hook up and 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 oh, go yeah. out on some, some rides for sure. Absolutely, sweet. It's always a lot of fun. So, guys, don't forget next Sunday, the one and only Miss Monkey is going to be on. We'll be going to. We're not worthy. Story of how she became fond of life on two wheels and and hear the whole story. It's going to be fun. I'm freaking excited. I know that. I'm always excited. I mean, hearing anybody's stories, how everybody got into it, the passion, we all enjoy it. It's it's fun. So it's going to be good. So next Sunday, guys, 5 o'clock West Coast time. Nate, hey, thanks a lot for coming on, buddy. It's been a lot of fun. Bri, we always have fun. You bet. So, hey, guys, man, thanks for tuning in. Have fun, ride safe. We'll see you guys on the open road. See you. Thanks. See ya.